four goals from a guy called Antonio away at Norwich might have survived West Ham in the Premier League. Fredericks. He's the end behind Root. He's got another one. An extraordinary individual performance by Mikel Antonio. Norwich pulled apart yet again. Those boos, remember, are soundtrack boos as well because there's no crowd in that stadium. Tom, you might have survived, you Amos. No, well, no, I admire your optimism. That's the optimism of someone who doesn't support West Ham United. Um, West Ham, following their incredible victory over Norwich City on Saturday, find themselves on the brisk, on the, on the brink, on the cusp of celebrating the Moisaia's wondrous return with another season of Premier League football. They were always going to beat Norwich, who have been pathetic and pitiful and useless all season. When they do get promoted again, Norwich, by the way, it's the fifth time they've been relegated in the Premier League. It's a record. When they do get promoted again, they should just sign a deal with the Premier League where they get a cash settlement and don't come back because they're a waste of everyone's time and effort learning the names of Norwich players. Uh, But West Ham got it done. They're now six points clear of the relegation zone. As it stands, Bournemouth, who are six points behind, would require seven points from the four left, which is 12 points available, because the goal difference swing is like 11 or 12 goals. And so that won't happen. So they've got to get two wins and a draw to stay up and hope that West Ham and Watford don't get any more points. But that's not going to happen. Why? Because it's West Ham against Watford on Friday. So at least one of them is going to get a point to push it even further away. So I think we are nearly, 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 thank God, there. Tom, as, as, a, as a lifelong West Ham fan, going through relegation battles, the, the, the promotion epic, I mean, this is what you do as a supporter of that team. How does it feel? Is it, is it relief or is it more anger that you shouldn't be in this position? Well, usually it is relief. And there is certainly a massive swathe of relief that fell over me when Nico Antonio scored his fourth goal of the day. What a phenomenon that man is. Um, the player of Project Restart for any club, uh, Mikel Antonio. Incredible what he's done for West Ham, considering where they were. But I think that usually it would be just relief. But I think there is an anger to it. Why? Because West Ham fans were sold this London Stadium dream of being able to compete with, you know, Champions League sides. They said, Gold Sullivan Brady, the owners, we need to move to the Olympic Stadium so we can compete with the very best in the world. We find ourselves in a fourth relegation battle in five years of being at the Athletics Bowl. And we look at Sheffield United beating Chelsea, chasing down the Champions League with Leicester and Wolves in the mix as well. So it turns out you don't need a bigger ground. You just need competent owners, a strategy, and, I don't know, one manager that's any good for longer than six months. That'd be great as well. Finally, Big Jackie, another one of the beloved 66 mm. team, sadly passes away. At, he's had a good innings at 80-something years old. And, that, you know, uh, this guy, the influence that he's, that he's had, and just you as a kid growing up with Big Jack. Yeah, Jack Charlton, one of those figures of the 66 side that will always be just beloved by everybody uh, in the world of, of English soccer and indeed England at large. There's some wonderful stories came out about Jack Charlton today. He was someone that appeared on TalkSport where I worked many, many times and worked with many colleagues and friends. And there were some great stories. There's a couple of real quick ones that I'll tell you. There was a story that he told uh, a couple of years ago about when he got his first England call-up around about 1962, something like that. And it was Leeds against Man United in the FA Cup semi-final. Of course, he's the brother of the great Sir Bobby Charlton. And there's a great story he tells of um, Leeds have just beaten Man U in the FA Cup semi-final. And he got the call, Don Revy, the manager, got the call before the game saying, he's in the England squad, but don't tell him. Revy didn't want him to know, but all the Leeds players knew. 
Um, and then Revy told him after the game that he was in the England squad. And Jack Charlton, as the big centre-half for Leeds United, go into the, he literally gets up and says, I've got to go and tell our kid, Bobby Charlton. And he gets out of the Leeds dressing room, goes into the Man United dressing room, and he tells Sir Bobby Charlton in front of all of his teammates, bad luck today, mate. Oh, and by the way, I've got my first England call-up, so I'll see you for the game against Scotland in a couple of months, all right. And just sort of pats him on the head and walks out of the dressing room, which I just think is an incredible story. And there's the other one uh, of the... World Cup final, of course, the, 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 the pinnacle of his and the career of so many players. And the famous story goes that it's 3-2. Clive Tilsley tells the story fantastically today on his Twitter page. Well worth checking it out. Um, but he basically says that um, in the game, it's 3-2, and Bobby Moore has it next to him. And Bobby Moore, one of the most incredible footballers of all time, sees the runner to Jeff Hurst, and he chips it forward, and it's, they think it's all over and all that. At that time, Jack Charlton is screaming at Bobby Moore, saying no. Do not pass that ball. What are you doing? Kick it into Rose Ed. Rose Ed, get rid of it. And Bobby Moore, of course, doesn't do that. And he puts it onto Jeff Earth and he scores. And afterwards, he, people ask him, why were you screaming at Bobby to knock it into touch? And he said that was the moment he realised that he was the destroyer. And people like Bobby Moore could do things that Jack Charlton couldn't have even conceived. But he knew he could do anything on the field to help people like Bobby Moore and his brother Bobby Charlton succeed. And that selfless attitude, that brilliant selfless attitude, went into his management. It's why he's probably the most beloved Englishman in Ireland ever for what he did in, in Euro 88 and USA 94 and his time in, in charge of the Irish national side. And it's just so, so awful to lose these guys, these, these World Cup winners. They are not all knights of the realm. He was just an OBE, Jack Charlton. I say just an OBE, it's an incredible achievement, but... There's just a group of men that will always be beloved and they'll always be remembered. And it is such a sad day because he is a figure that touched the lives of almost every single soccer fan in this country. And he also, I mean, there's little things I learned today. He gave Gazza his debut. Like, just little things about Jack Charlton. His career spans such a long time and touched so many generations. And, yeah, it's just, it's just really, really awful news. But life well lived, I think that's the best. Thank you, Tom. Devlin.